Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. All right, monkeys, before we jump into the show, let's go ahead and get some of our contact info out of the way. If you've got a review or uh, suggestions or comments for the show, you can contact me a couple of different ways. You can either use the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-APE1, 206-745-2731. Or if you would prefer to use the email, which is thearmedape at gmail.com, all one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. You can either write out an email, and I'll read it for you on the show, or you can record your own audio file, so a WAV file or an MP3 file, and I'll play that for you on the show. Now, even if you don't have a review or suggestions, and you just wanted to call in and say, That is awesome! Or you wanted to call in and say, <sighs> What a douche! That's fine by me. I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. Whoop, 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 whoop. Hey, my monkeys. What is up? Today is Saturday. It's the 27th of July, 2013. On the show today, we're going to talk a little bit about some movies that I've seen. But before we jump into that, I'm trying out a new thing, and I'm actually trying it over on Firearms Cafe website. So if you go to firearmscafe.com, I've got an Amazon widget. And if you're going to buy something through Amazon, I know other other sites have done this, but if you're going to buy something through Amazon and you go through that search link or through that widget, I think it will give me a little bit of a percentage, you know, 3 or 4% or something on whatever you buy. It doesn't, of course, uh, there's no increase in price to you or anything like that. And like I said, most of you guys that listen to podcasts are aware of how it works and all that type of stuff. So... If you're going to buy something and if you wanted to help out the show, if you're going to buy it through Amazon anyway, if you could go over to firearmscafe.com, even though you're listening to The Armed Ape, if you could go over to firearmscafe.com, search out for whatever you want through that search widget, and I think it will kind of give me a credit for it and it will help support basically not only this show, but uh, Firearms Cafe as well. It will help support both shows. Um, Now, speaking of of shows... um, I've noticed this show never had the um, the amount of listenership that my other show did. Um, I think at the height of, of, of this show, it was like four or five hundred people, you know, kind of coming and going, that type of thing. And now we're down around probably like about a hundred and shoot, but in between about a hundred and fifty to two hundred. And it's kind of hard to tell sometimes to get like a real super accurate thing. Um, but I'm hoping we'll be able to build some of the, the listenership back up. So if you've got any friends that you know that listen to podcasts, you know, uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, let them know if you think this show is something that they would, that they would like. Also, um, I know I ask for feedback or for, and especially for this show, for reviews and again remember reviews can be on anything you want it can go from cars it can go from knives it can go from uh, like i'm going to do today like a movie reviews 
Um, Eric used to, uh, a guy who used to listen to the show a lot, used to call in with movie reviews. So again, they can be pretty much on anything, TV reviews, anything you want. And uh, again, kind of like I said in the, in, the, in, the, in the intro, is that a lot of the, the purpose of this show is to try and get a, you know, kind of get a little bit of a community going, kind of where we can um, get some reviews and things. And so we kind of know we cut through some of the bullshit that's out there. Also, uh, if you have questions about stuff, like if you say, oh, I'm thinking about maybe even getting this type of car or this type of truck. Send that in, and we can put it out, and maybe in a couple of weeks or so, we can we can get some responses uh, some responses back. There we go. If I help, if I can talk huh? uh, from fellow listeners out there, uh, and that can help us, um, you know, make informed decisions and things like that. So anyway, uh, I think that's about enough of the nonsense of the Amazon stuff and the begging for reviews. So. Uh, I was going to talk about some of the movies that I've that I've seen recently, and kind of wanted to do some mini reviews, and then some. Uh, all these will basically be uh, recommendations for you guys to watch that I'm going to talk about. None of these are going to be things that you should like stay away from. So before we jump into that, what do you guys think is going to be the next hard format? And by hard format, what I mean is, you know, if you look back in the in the past when when we sort of first got the ability to own movies at home, you would have to go back and look at the old VHS stuff. And if you remember when those things first came out, there was VHS and beta. And basically VHS sort of lost out. Now supposedly beta was a better format. I don't know if if you got a better picture or if there was supposedly less problems with it. It's it's been so long that I can't remember all the pros and cons, but I remember friends that had beta and they seemed to think it was better than the VHS. So uh, if anybody knows or if anybody remembers that far back, um, let me know what it'd be interesting to let you know, uh, interested to let you know. Ah, fuck. So if anybody can remember that far back, I'd be interested to hear your opinion on those two formats. Anyway, so, you know, there was that, and then I think LaserDisc kind of came after the VHS sort of won that format war, but it was kind of, oh, I don't want to say clunky. The picture quality was definitely better, and you didn't have the degradation, you didn't have the tracking and all that other kind of nonsense that you had with the VHS. Uh, But I think you had to flip the disc on some of them if the movie was too long, Uh, just because they, they only could get so much information on one side. Um, and it just it just never caught on, and I I can kind of see why because you would have to have you know basically the the discs if you remember were about what ten to twelve inches I think they're about twelve inches they're about the size of a regular record of the old, of the old LPs. Um, and I guess even back then though I don't know maybe they just probably probably because I don't know if they just weren't as portable. Um, why those never really caught on. You know, in some ways I can see why, in other ways, you know, they did they wouldn't have been for the at that time, because people still had vinyl records and things like that. Um, but anyway, I'll start going down in a rabbit hole. So anyway, after after uh laser disc kind of crapped out, 
VHS went, you know, went, uh, went strong for quite a while, and then finally DVD came in. I remember when DVDs first came out. You know, you'd go into a video store, and they'd have like a real small little section of them, and people were saying stuff like, "Oh, you know, eventually it's going to change." And lots of people were saying, "Nah, it's you know, it's too much," and people have collections and all this other kind of stuff. But of course, then DVD came, and they sort of reigned supreme. And uh, then Blu-ray has popped in. Now with Blu-ray, especially with the with the high def TVs and everything, it is definitely a better picture. Um, and even with the streaming stuff with Netflix, it's still a better picture. Uh, the Blu-ray is, um, which shouldn't be surprising because you're dealing with you know kind of like a hard copy type deal. But what do you guys think is going to be the next major format? Or and, and by that I mean kind of like a hard copy format. So do you think there's going to be something that will replace that, or do you think it's pretty much just going to go digital? And I. I kind of think it's going to go digital, uh, especially as it gets to where you can store more and more stuff on smaller and smaller devices. You know, will everything kind of go to a, like a cloud system or will things go to a uh, more like a Netflix kind of model where you just pay a, a subscription fee monthly and it gives you... Um, it gives you the ability to watch the movies. Now, of course, the Netflix is they, since you're dealing with that another company, and they're dealing with other companies, they lose the rights to stuff, and they have to renegotiate junk all the time. But with Amazon and with Apple, once you buy it, you technically own it. Um, and it brings up an interesting point. They, The movie companies basically say that you... You don't own the movie. You own the ability to watch the movie as long as you have that disc. You're getting permission to watch it as many times as you want. And by that, what they mean is that you don't have uh, intellectual or creative or artistic rights over that work. Meaning that you can't once you buy a copy, you can't go in and edit it and then resell that edited thing and, and make a profit of it because then you're, you're basically uh, uh, altering their intellectual or, art, or artistic property, which I understand. But it's hard for people to say, well, what do you mean I don't own the movie? I have it you know, right here type thing. Uh, and again, it, it boils down to is that you own the ability to kind of view that thing or even to show it to other people, that type of thing. Um, now, you couldn't, of course, take that and show it in a theater without giving them, getting permission or giving them some type of a kickback or something. But you could show it in your house, you know, that type of thing. So, you know, I was thinking, I don't, I don't really buy, buy any really new DVDs unless we're buying something for my daughter, um, I think I'd mentioned that I had bought Stakeland, but I bought that through Amazon. So I basically just have a digital copy in the cloud or Amazon's cloud, so to speak. Um, so I, I, I wonder, and I, it's funny, I've gotten, maybe it's because I've just gotten so used to getting things online. You don't, sometimes you don't think about Netflix as being online because you watch it on your TV, but it's getting streamed, you know, from the web. Um, 
and even with the discs and stuff, you know, I, you, the majority of content I watch is streaming. And I think because I'm so used to that, I've kind of gotten away from from even wanting to have the actual disc. Now I have a bunch of old old DVDs and stuff, and it's fun sometimes to go in and pop them in. And I still have some old DVDs of things that are kind of hard to get um, or things that are a little bit more obscure titles. So there was a title, uh, you know, uh, well, for me, I like a lot of the old Kung Fu movies from the, especially from the 70s and early 80s. Uh, I thought the 70s heyday was was probably when they were are the ones that I tend to like the the best. They now some people would argue and say, well, they're all hokey, but they got a little hokier, I think, and they got a little bit more slapsticky in in throughout in some of the 80s movies, um, which you didn't have as much in the 70s. So some of those type of movies I've bought because I know things like Netflix. Um, to a certain extent, even Amazon and things like that, they're not going to have it. So if you want those movies and you want to be able to watch them occasionally, you're going to actually have to have a hard copy, which kind of brings me back to my original thing is for those obscure movies, what are you, what are you going to do? And like how they really don't make... Um, VHS stuff anymore, like new ones. I, I, I guess, well, I don't know if that's true or not. They probably do somewhere. But if we look at a laser disc, nobody makes laser discs anymore. So if you had committed to that and wanted to get new stuff or wanted to get older stuff, you know, how would you get them? And eventually, the thing with with uh, VHS stuff, let's say, if you, you you could still easily find a VHS player. Um, like on Craigslist or on eBay, they're all over the place. And you can find some of those tapes. Although some of those tapes, if they never got a DVD release, are like $70, $80, or something. They're crazy, the amount of money that they want for those things. And so I wonder, as, as time kind of goes forward... If how are those obscure? If how are you going to be able to watch those obscure movies? Will they just sort of be lost to time if they don't get put in the cloud somewhere? Or would that would that be a thing where kind of like the torrent sites and things would be sort of your only recourse? So I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and jump into some of the movies. The first movie that I saw uh, or that I want to talk about, I guess, was Man of Steel. Now, I really, really liked this movie until the very, very end. And I liked the direction that it went. I liked how they told the story. And look, there were some hokey, hokey, um, hokey parts to it and some parts I thought where it kind of fell down a little bit. But overall, the movie I really liked. Now, some people said, and I've criticized it because they said, well, this isn't the Superman from the comic books or this or that, or it's not the Superman from the Christopher Reeve days. But again, it's not supposed to be. And I thought they took a really interesting way in how they told the story. And there are a few things here and there that I, that, you know, that I wish they would have maybe done a little bit differently but for the most part, 
I thought it was pretty cool. Um, now, of course, there, it's funny, there was a lot of, oh, I guess like Jesus references, you know, because he's 33, you know, his uh, his father sent him down, you know, to, to uh, you know, from, from uh, another place to come to earth. And uh, uh, in the movie, you know, basically he says, hey, this guy will basically, he'll be a god to these people. Not like a literal god that people would worship, but that he would be safe on the planet. Nobody there would be strong enough to ever hurt him. Uh, and so he could basically, you know, kind of do whatever he wanted to do. Uh, but there's a lot of interesting things in the movie, and you would even get this from the trailer, is that he struggles with the balance of sort of, he has all these power, he has all this power and he has all this strength, and he he wants to help people, but then his father says, look, if you show yourself they're going to become so afraid of you that they'll figure out a way to destroy you because they're going to know at first that they can't control you. And there were some really good parts, some really good things that I that I wish they would have done more with. And that is sort of the the questions and the struggle that he had as a boy of, well, if I can save somebody, shouldn't I do it? Shouldn't I... I help people if I can, and especially if there's really no no risk to me physically from being harmed. And if I am this strong, nobody can make me do anything I don't want to do. So why shouldn't I just go out and help people? I, is, or is it better to let people die? You know, because I can't. I can't risk the exposure. And, and that's sort of what his, in the movie, that's what his father is kind of telling him. And they kind of had a throwaway line. Uh, and I wish they, again, I wish they would have done more and, and had more like discussions of that, of where his uh, his dad says, you know, Clark says to him like, well, should I just let them die? And his dad said, well, maybe. And I wish they would have gone into more of that and, uh, because I, I think you could have had a lot more of the struggle of, of what he is sort of going through. Um, and then how his father ends up dying and stuff like that, you know, I don't, uh, again, I kind of thought it could have been handled a little bit differently. Uh, but, you know, it uh, it, it gives some, some what sort of looking for, characterization, that's probably not the right word. It lets you know sort of the motivations of why he's kind of just a, sort of a drifter and bounces around from place to place and doesn't really connect with anybody. He doesn't, although he wants to, he feels so different that he doesn't He doesn't really form any real long-lasting relationships with anybody. Um, and, you know, with some of the subject matter that they were talking about, what I would have liked to have seen is maybe him have some actual um, real or, or or like almost even like failed relationships with women, um, you know, because he just can't commit and he just kind of moves on and disappears and that type of stuff. And I, again, I thought that would have given him a little bit more depth, but um, 
with this movie, uh, you can't really spoil it because you know, at the end of the day, Superman's going to win out. Um, I did like the villains on this movie. Some people said that they were, you know, criticisms were that they were a little bit more one-dimensional. But, you know, you have to go in kind of knowing what this movie is. I actually... Again, one of the things that I that I thought would have would have been nice is if you could have spent more time, kind of with uh, General Zod and Superman and the other people instead of them just coming in and wanting him to and wanting to basically destroy him. That they basically want would want him to come in and join them, and that they immediately don't like threaten the planet, but that they and so if if you did it that way then it it would it would seem like you know oh he could come in and sort of kind of be with his people again and he could you know he would actually have a place where he wouldn't be a freak and he would um he would be accepted and he would belong but they didn't really do that you know the way that they did it it, it made pretty much almost a clear cut thing for him to where he would never be able he he was going to have to choose his current home, which would be Earth. So uh, anyway, with some of the things that I wish they would have done differently, I really I liked the movie. I think you guys would enjoy it if you're a, a comic book fan. If you're a, a diehard Superman fan, you may have a few problems with it uh, because of some things that happened a little bit later in the movie. Um, also, the way that it that it ends in the way that it sets itself up for future movies i was i didn't really like too much um i i would have liked to have seen them again maybe go a little bit different but then you're you you kind of start to get away from canon uh things like that um so anyway that's going to kind of be it for uh, Man of Steel. Let me know what you guys think. Um, let's move on to the next one, which is Pacific Rim. Now, again, this is another one that you really can't spoil. You know from the get-go that the main character is going to kind of save the day. And the main character that you're going along with is uh, Charlie Hoonan. I think this is how they say his name. I think that's it. But anyway, if you guys... Um, aren't too familiar with him you might you should recognize him he would be if if you ever watched uh, sons of anarchy he plays jacks um he's sort of the character that you're kind of on on a on the journey with and the and the person that you sort of experience things through um i like him um in the in pacific rim it's just, it's a movie about giant robots just beating the shit out of monsters and monsters just beating the shit out of giant robots. There are some other little things here and there that are going, uh, but I don't, I, I think it's, uh, I, I don't really understand like a lot of people that are criticizing it or saying it wasn't that great. I think that what happened is a lot of people it got too hyped up for them, and so that it they went in and it could never meet their expectations. Having said that, this is probably one of the better, if not the best, 
type, uh, what, what you would call kaiju, which is just basically Japanese for giant monster, um, for that type of a movie. And I think the reason that it works so well and it's done so well is it's, it's firing off on all cylinders. The story is very, very simple. You're going to move from A to B to C. But the story is it's entertaining. And I think you, you get that because you have everybody who's on there is a competent actor. Um, everybody who, who was involved in like the directing and the writing. So if when you're in the producing, so you're looking at like Guillermo del Toro, who was a master director and visually is probably one of the top guys out there. So that you, when you have a director who's that good and who also believes in the source material, who is making a movie not over for everybody, but is also making a movie that he would want to go watch and see, I think that's infectious for the other people that are working on the show. Not only just the actors, um, but everybody who's involved, all the special effects people, the crew people, all that stuff. So... I think that what you get with this movie is you get a giant monster movie that you always sort of wanted as a kid because you get a guy who's a true believer and a guy who's who isn't coming in and just sort of doing it as a, a director for hire type thing. Uh, so I think you get a little bit more out of the performances. And there was, you know, there was some actual, some moving kind of moving emotional scenes. They're not, you know, Oscar worthy or anything like that, but there were some neat things. And it's not like, again, you can't guess what's going to happen at the end or any of that type of thing. Uh, but I think if you like, if you, if you liked any type of the Godzilla movies as a kid, any type of that stuff, this is the movie when you said, I wish, I wish they could actually do a good one. This movie pulls it off, especially when you go back and you look at the old, uh, oh, what was it, Godzilla with uh, Matthew Broderick. It had potential, but man, that movie was dog shit. Um, just uh, not a good movie. Anyway, um, let's talk about another movie. And this is done by the RZA, who is out of the Wu-Tang Clan. And it's called The Man with the Iron Fists. And this was sort of his, kind of his baby. And it's it was his directorial debut. And he had, you know, he's friends with uh, Quentin Tarantino and with uh, Eli Roth. And um, so I, I think because he had a lot of passion for this project, I think the people that were involved actually tried hard because they could see his sincerity. And again, kind of going back to a movie like Pacific Rim, if you if you see that the person who is in charge of it is actually very sincere and wants to make something that's decent, I think you get better performances out of your actor. You get a harder work ethic from the crew, all that type of stuff. So... The the story is you have this guy who's a blacksmith who's played by uh, Riza and he makes weapons. It's it's kind of like a uh, oh Yojimbo or um, where you have uh, 
or a few dollar for a few dollars more where you have like kind of these rival factions and they're kind of fighting it out. And in this movie, in Man with the Iron Fist, he's a blacksmith and he makes all the weapons for everybody. And the different clans and stuff are always fighting it out. And the story, uh, you know, kind of, again, is pretty predictable. But the the special effects are really cool. This is a fun movie to watch. If you're a fan of the 70s kung fu movies, um, I think you'll really enjoy this and like this movie. If you're not a fan of of kung fu movies, especially the ones from the 70s, this hark- this movie really harkens back and really kind of gets its grounding and footing from those movies. Um, but again, is is it the best movie? No. Uh, is it a fun watch? Yeah. Do they rely on a lot of slapsticky, hokey stuff? No. And it's because, again, the director and the guy who's sort of behind it which was Riza, this was something that he wanted to do. He, you know, so he was sincere in bringing this to bring like an entertaining story and things like that. Whether you think it succeeds or not, or whether you think the movie sucks, one of the reasons I really enjoyed it was because he, that sincerity comes through. Um, He's not the greatest actor in the world and some of his stuff is kind of a little cringeworthy, but... Again, overall, fun movie, good effects. If you're a Kung Fu movie fan, I think you'll like it. Uh, now, staying in the kind of the the sincerity track, there was a movie called um, State of Emergency. And it's on Netflix streaming. And uh, it's one of these movies where you've got a guy who, the writer, the director, the producer, the editor, the music score is all sort of done by one guy um and for the limitations that this that this movie had it's actually pretty good and what it's about is it would sort of fall into the subcategory in the zombie movie uh, genre but in a subcategory of of uh more like the rage zombie type thing and what happens is there's a big chemical plant and there's a there's a huge accident at the chemical plant, and there's this big cloud that comes out, and certain people are affected. Uh, the majority of people are affected, and it turns them basically into kind of like a rage zombie, where if they don't see anybody, they just kind of stand around or they wander around a little bit. But if they hear something or see you, they'll run and attack you. Um, and I think I, I in some of the stuff that I saw. It actually the people were actually eating people. It looked like, but you could you could maybe make the the uh, thing too that they were just maybe just ripping their throats out or or sort of doing what else. But the things that I saw that I thought it was kind of clear that they were actually eating people and things like that. So anyway, um, you're you meet up with a guy and his name is Jim, and you kind of go through the the a four day journey with him. Um, it is a movie while again, it's not the greatest movie in the world. It really, I think it showcases the potential of the writer director of this thing. And I think it, it's a good kind of first showing. Um, if you're in the mood for it, you can watch it. There's, it's not like a super action, you know, high rev thing. Um, 
the makeup on the zombies and stuff isn't that good. There's a lot of uh, CGI stuff, which you kind of have to forgive. Uh, so it would be, maybe you could categorize it as a really good B movie. Uh, I've talked about those type of movies before. Um, so again, it's worth a shot because I think you see the sort of the sincerity of it and you, you understand that the storytellers had a passion to do the, to do the movie. Uh, in the movie, you, you basically are focused on this guy. Uh, like I said, I think his name is Jim. There's another, uh, three other people that he meets up with. Um, and I forget there, there's another girl named Alex, and then there's a, a, a married couple and everybody is really young, uh, except for at the very end when you meet some other people. Uh, but for the most part, I think it would have been nicer to have had the, the married couple that he meets up with. Maybe if they were, um, middle-aged uh, or even, you know, like in their fifties or something like that. And you could have had a little bit, a little bit different of a dynamic uh, because that's how I felt like the characters were played and written. They were almost supposed to be somebody that was a little bit older. Um, when you look at kind of some of the dialogue and some of the things that's going on. Uh, but anyway, it's still worth a watch. I think you guys would, would uh, enjoy it. Again, if you're in the mood for that type of movie. Uh, the last one that we'll talk about is, it's a horror movie. It's called The ABCs of Death. And there were, what they were going to do is they were going to have 26, 20, oh God, 26, there we go, directors were going to each, uh, were going to, they would be, each one would be assigned a letter of the alphabet. So you were going to have one director gets A, one, another, the next director gets B, the next director C, so forth and so on. And what they were trying to do was, and I'll talk about the very first one. What they were trying to do was they would be to make a short film, you know, from about three to, to five minutes long um, based on the letter that they got. So the, the very first one opens up and you see this guy who is laying in bed and he's obviously being sort of taken care of at home. And then the caretaker comes in. At this point, you don't know really who that person is. And then stuff goes. And the letter that they got was A for Apocalypse. And then so that's what the story kind of deals with. And it goes through there. Now, with this type of a movie, basically because it's an anthology movie. And yeah, it's, it's a little mini anthology stuff. There is there, And there is no one central theme that goes through everything. So each individual movie can be pretty much about whatever. It, you know, it, it can deal with anything. Um, so there are some really clever ones. And there are some ones that are just terrible. Um, really, really, really bad. But for the, for the most part, I think you you come out more on top than you do on bottom. And I think as an overall experience, it's a neat, it's a neat thing. Um, so I think I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. I did want to put out a show again. Uh, like I said before, I'm not going to let it go more than a couple of weeks without putting out a show for you guys. If you would like to contact the show, please feel free to do so. You can um, 
contact and talk about maybe if you've seen some of these movies, if you have a different take, or if you want to do uh, kind of your own reviews on different TV shows or movies. And like I said, it can be on anything. It can be on garage doors, ceiling fans, TVs, anything that you want. All right, my monkeys, that is going to wrap it up for today, and I hope to hear from you guys soon. Take care. I'll talk to you next time. Bye. This guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it. Houdini!